Welcome, everyone, to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found on Level Down Games that's posted every Wednesday on iTunes and Google Play. I'm Brian, joined as always by the lovable luchador, El Francaro. Hey, guys. So, if you didn't recognize the opening track there, and I wouldn't be surprised if probably half of you didn't, that was the main theme from Final Fantasy IV otherwise known as Final Fantasy II here in the United States on the Super Nintendo, which means this episode we're going back to the series Final Fantasy with Final Fantasy IV and V. Um, Final Fantasy... Obviously, we're starting with Final Fantasy IV, so that's where we're going to begin. Um, Final Fantasy IV is still considered one of the better Final Fantasies to exist. Um, it's really good, man. I know you haven't played it, but it's really good. No, I've, I've never played it, but I am familiar with this game. Actually, you know, I've, I've actually seen somebody play this on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, so so we look at it. Um, it was originally released on the SNES in July of 1991 over in Japan, and then we would eventually see it here in North America that same year, November of 91. Uh, but again, it was called Final Fantasy II, and this might be an Elfrank Carol fact, so I'm not going to say why. I don't know if you have it on there or not. Um, I don't. So if you want to go ahead and let us know, because I want to know. Uh, well, basically, when they released it here in America, it, they Square Enix in North America, when it was localized, didn't think it made sense to go from Final Fantasy because that's the first Final Fantasy we got. We didn't get Final Fantasy 2 here in North America on the NES. We didn't get Final Fantasy 3 on the NES in North America. So the next Final Fantasy that we got was technically Final Fantasy 4. But when Square Enix localized it here for America, they didn't see it and they didn't think it made sense to release Final Fantasy 4 having skipped over two and three. So instead they just called it Final Fantasy two. That makes sense. You know, R- Rambo did that. Um, did they? Yes. Technically the first Rambo movie is not Rambo. It's first blood. Oh, okay. So yeah. So, so Rambo two is actually Rambo one. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's weird like that. Okay. Um, but uh, if this, uh, and I haven't looked at it, I haven't looked this up. I'm very, you know, so I've never, is this the one with Kane? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Cecil, Kane, Rydia. All right, and this one I have an Alfred Carroll fact because it's something I, I remember from actually when we were, when I was a kid and my friend was playing it, that Kane had a weapon that was called Abel. Yes. Like, like, like it, was, it was a biblical reference. I, I do believe the Tower of Babel is in the game as well. It is, and that's actually a track we have later for the show. So There, there, there you go. See? Yeah. Alfred Carroll <laughs> facts out of nowhere. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the second track from Final Fantasy IV. This is Red Wings.
And that was Red Wings from Final Fantasy IV. Um, so another another thing I wanted to mention, obviously, going back to the localization that Square Enix did for Final Fantasy IV. Obviously, we'd know it was Final Fantasy II here in America. It was also easier here in the United States. So they, ma- they purposely made Final Fantasy II a lot easier. Um, and I was never a huge fan of that. Like, I hate when when especially when Japanese developers think that we need to have games easier here. Like, that always bothered me. They don't do it much anymore. Well, you know what? But that always always bothered me. What they did with this one here, I I was just reading up on this before anything came up, Mm -hmm. was uh, they made another version of this game in Japan called the Easy Type version. Yes, they did. And that's that's what we got. That's the localized version we got, was the Easy Type. Right. Um, You know, there is a legitimate harder version, like you mentioned, that... Mm -hmm. It's crazy. They, they, what they did was they took out all the uh, items that ma- invoked magic spells. Right. That, that's that's crazy. Like, it's it makes no sense to do something like that. Obviously, but uh, but but in a way, it does make sense because right. you want to you want to get people in, hooked into your series. If it's a hard game, you might put the game down. Right. Um. When was the first time we saw this as Final Fantasy IV in the U.S.? Was it when it was on um, Game the Boy? Game Boy Advance? Because I know it was originally released on the PlayStation, but it was in a collection called Final Fantasy Chronicles, if I'm not mistaken. And um, Final Fantasy Chronicles also had uh, Chrono Trigger in the game. But on the box art for the game, it does say Final Fantasy IV. So theoretically, the first time we saw it as the legit Final Fantasy IV was on the PlayStation here in North America, which was back in uh, 2001, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. June, June 2001. Um, but yeah, no, eventually we would get the Game Boy Advance version, um, Final Fantasy IV Advance. And uh, this game also has a sequel, kind of, called The After Years, which is pretty good as well. Um, but we're going to move on to the third track. This is Kingdom Baron. And that was Kingdom Baron. So something that we've been discussing here since for listening to the first three tracks, it's crazy how similar this soundtrack sounds to The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. 
they I mean you could swap some of these around and you wouldn't know they were from a different game I mean there was going to be some similarities because you're working with the same sound chip the same system of course system. of course but like uh, some of these but, but, some but, of these but, tunes but, sound like ripped right from one another these these compositions are so similar mm-hmm. uh, and obviously you know these you know Koji Kondo and Yomatsu I hope I pronounce his name his name correctly. I always, I always say Nobuo Yamatsu. I don't know if I say it right. Um, now. If I'm mispronouncing, I'm sorry. But you know, obviously they know each other. They're, they're titans of the business. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they are. They I'm know, sure they each, they know sure, of I'm each sure, other. They take I'm inspiration sure they draw each from other, one another. But we do know yeah, that. Always do. Yeah, but we do know Final Fantasy IV and A Link to the Past were being developed at the same time. Uh, Final Fantasy IV did make it out in Japan four months before A Link to the Past. Final Fantasy released in July of 91, whereas A Link to the Past in Japan released in November of 91. So, I mean, that tells you right there, those games were definitely being developed at the same time. Um, so there's no way they could have known how similar their soundtracks were actually going to sound. But they sound really, really freaking similar. It's awesome. Like, I-, <laughs> I-, I love it. I absolutely I mean, love it. it. Just you know, it's it's art. It, it's plain and simple, and you know, so yeah. No, I I'm, I'm, a, I'm so down. Like I it's, love it. It's, like like you said, you said it perfectly. You could swap them around, and if I didn't know any better, mm-hmm. it'd be the same thing to me. Exactly. Um, but one song, I don't think would fit very well in a link to the past. Perhaps my favorite song from Final Fantasy IV. This is the theme of love. And that was the theme of love from Final Fantasy IV. Um, So obviously we just talked about 
during our last break how similar the music was between this game and A Link to the Past. Uh, Nobuo Yamatsu has went on to say that Final Fantasy IV was a big development in terms of music because up until then, obviously with the first Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy II, Final Fantasy III, all of those games only had one piece of music per map. But Final Fantasy IV, they did multiple pieces of music for different areas of the game. Um, You know, they had just so much more like that's why I said when I was picking tracks for this game it was very hard to narrow it down to 10 because the soundtrack is huge when compared to Final Fantasies 1, 2, and 3 um, and this was also the first time that they focused on making the game sound more emotional and having music play at the right times instead of just having music play throughout cutscenes or throughout the game itself um, specifically talking about theme of love the music from Final Fantasy IV has undeniably been one of the top soundtracks in terms of Final Fantasy games, even up to this day. And so much so that this song, Theme of Love, is taught to Japanese school children as part of the music curriculum. How awesome is that? I know. Um, obviously, you know, and a lot of our, our listeners know, because when we did the first episode of Final Fantasy. Nobuo Yamatsu has a band called the Black Mages. Um, and they're awesome. Yeah. They have a lyrical version of this song, Theme of Love, that was sung by Risa Oki. Um, and it was, it, it appeared on a, you know, one CD somewhere. So, um, it's cool, man. They, this this song itself, like I said, it's definitely probably my favorite from Final Fantasy 4. Um, it's beautiful. I love this piece. Uh, that is so cool. I like that fact. That thing has trumped the the, the, the Brian fact is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember seeing this, that they actually teach this in, in Japanese schools, like, you know, elementary schools as part of the mu- music curriculum. So it's kind of cool. I like it. It's crazy. Whereas I'm learning things like where is Thumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> are you are you are you saying you're in elementary school right now? Because you said you're learning things like where is Thumpkin? Well, I do have a niece. OK, and sure, uh, I, I'm being refreshed in all these wonderful songs. Uh, I don't think you think you the line sense. I don't know that I know where's Thumpkin. Uh, where's Thumpkin? Where's Thumpkin? Here I am. Here I am. Is that, How are you doing, is that, sir? Is that, is that, is that sung to the tune of Fairy Jaka? Absolutely. Okay, then I know it. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Fifth track from Final Fantasy IV. This is Into the Darkness.
And that was Into the Darkness. That's a pretty good one. I'm, I'm into that one. I like it. It was, it was a very, like, spooky waltz. Yeah, I could, I could totally hear that, like an evil waltz. Yeah, I could definitely hear that, for sure. So, uh, as I mentioned before, as you mentioned as well, the game was made a lot easier here. Yes, yes it was. Well, in the game, uh, there, there's some spells, uh, Protect, or your armor spell, Shell in the spell. Mm-hmm. They were actually cut from the game, uh, and not, not just in the... Not that, they were cut from easy type as well. Okay. Obviously, obviously one thing else was that. But uh, the enemies still use them. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they removed the, the white magic icon and removed their names. Just to kind of like mask the fact that, hey, these things were actually were available to you. Okay. But not anymore. Yeah. And they did a lot of stuff. Uh, the the cocktrix, um, which, which used to be, could be summoned in the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was removed and actually put the word dummy there. So dummy did nothing. Gotcha. Again, because all, all, all the magic was just nerfed out. Right. I find it weird they did that, though. Like it's. Yeah, it's definitely it's interesting that they that that they thought they had to do something like that. I mean, in the you know what you could have done, and obviously newer games do this is have a hard mode and an easy mode. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just difficulty sliders. I mean, it, it just makes it so much easier, and it allows people that want a challenge to actually go seek that challenge, and those that don't, that just want to, you know enjoy the story and get through the game with uh, minimal to no hassle, then put it on easy. I mean... In fact, you, in fact if you even really want to, you could, you know, do New Game Plus, so to speak. Right, yeah. Where, 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 where you know, the second time you play through, it's going to be impossible. Right. Um, it's funny, because now I tend to just play my games on normal. Like, I don't, I don't tend to... Yeah. Yeah, for m- mostly. About 90% of them I put on normal. I don't go up to hard or veteran or anything like that. Except for games like I mentioned on max level, like Call of Duty, where I find normal to be just too easy. Um, but I play... I, I attempt to play through games so quick now that, you know, just to get through all these, these multitudes of games to get reviews done and to get impressions up on max level and the website and podcast services, all that stuff. So I find just normal is just kind of like the speed I need. Um, but when I was growing up playing games I, I now I only usually play through games once but back then I used to play through games more than once like twice at least twice usually yeah. um, and it was funny because my first time playing a game I used to play through on easy to just get an idea of the game get an idea of how things worked and to see the story and then my second playthrough I'd always bump the difficulty up because that's when I wanted a challenge um I, I'm honestly, I'm the exact opposite way. Really? Which I try to go on the hardest, most impossible level. If it's too hard for me, and I'll admit to me, I'll lower it down. Mm-hmm. Fallout. I originally tried playing it on survival mode. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I was not making any progression, so I jumped it down a level. Mm-hmm. I, I've since gone back and tried. I've done another save on survival. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock Band or Guitar Hero. Uh, those ones I started on normal. I, I, I started easy. I, take it back. I, I started easy, easy on those games and worked my way up. I played through the entire every song, the entire story mode on no, easy, I, then normal, then hard, then expert. That that I didn't do. No, um, I, I started on easy to learn how to play, and then I was like, and then I went to normal. I was like, ah, oh, this is nothing. And then I went up, and then I was like, okay, expert's too much for me. We mm-hmm. come back down, and eventually I found my rhythm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, like, I just recently played through South Park: The Fractured Butthole. Yes, on the hardest difficulty. Mm-hmm. And it was nothing to me because I'm great at RPGs. Sure, I'm great at I'm great at that RPG. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our sixth track. This here 
Many people consider this to be their favorite track from Final Fantasy IV. This is the boss battle theme. And that was the boss battle theme. That is such a good track. I love that one. That, that one's iconic. Like, is it, no, I'm, a guy, sure. I, I, I'm a guy who doesn't have never played a Final Fantasy game. I've said it a thousand times over. But I'm a Black Mages fan, and this song is rocking. Mm-hmm. No, it really is. This is so good. I like I said, this uh, it's definitely my second favorite from Final Fantasy IV. Obviously, I, I tend to enjoy Theme of Love just a little bit more than this one. But um, I can see why a lot of people consider this to be their favorite track. So, uh, as is par for the course with this game in the American release, uh, Zeromus, the uh, the final boss, mm-hmm. was completely and totally redesigned for easy mode. Sure. Um, that but makes he, sense. he did he, he did still retain his two big signature moves, mm-hmm. uh, Black Hole, which nullified any status effects whatsoever, right. uh, either good or bad. Yep. And then Big Bang. Which, which is like a super non-elemental attack. Right. Um, it, it's pretty cool. I was reading up here that uh, in the Game Boy Advance version, mm-hmm. he actually he's been revived as like a super boss. So he's even they made him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, very cool. I remember that actually because I did play it again on GBA, uh, but that is the last time I played it. So when it first came, when it came to the Game Boy Advances, Final Fantasy IV Advance, that's the last time I actually played Final Fantasy IV. Um, so it's been over ten years. That's why I said I can't remember where some of these tracks are at or all that stuff. I 
I would really, I would love if they would like start back from one, all the way from one, and remake these games as like full. I wouldn't mind if they if they contracted out like Blue Hole Studio or something. Obviously, Blue Hole is currently working on Shadow of the Colossus, but they're also the same team that uh, remastered both Final Fantasy X, Ten Two, and Final Fantasy Twelve. Um, I wouldn't mind if they did if they assigned it to someone like them to do it. But I don't want the main Final Fantasy team from Square Enix to go back and start working on remaking all of these games. Because then we'll never get Final Fantasy 16 in my lifetime. And I want Final Fantasy 16 before I die. <laughs> Just wait 20 years, Brian. Let me get let me get Final Fantasy 1. And you know what? If that comes out, I'll play it. Yeah, no, no. If, if they started from 1 and remade all of these games, and they would have to remake 1 through 9. I don't think they have to remake 10, 12, 13. Like, they don't have to do those. But they would have to remake 1 through 9. That would take them over 50 years. I will be dead by then. Well, with that, dude. Well, you will be. I plan on, you will be too. No, I won't. I plan on living forever. So far, so good. It's not that hard when you're in the, when you're in your thirties. <laughs> I'm in my twenties, guys. I don't know what he's talking about. Sure. Yeah. I'm I'm barely in my thirties. I got you there. No, you're, you're, he's much older than he lets on. <laughs> All right, moving on. This is Iridia's theme. And that was Ridia's theme. That's another good one. I like that one. It's, it's a good song. It definitely, um, you can definitely hear the theme of love in that song too, obviously. Uh, those, those tracks are very, uh, very similar. But uh, Ridia is a young summoner. She hails from the village of Mist. And um, basically the main character that you're playing is Cecil. He deems it upon himself to protect her. And uh, she becomes an ally. So 
She's she's one of your party members. Um, Here's a little Alfred Carroll fact about another one of your party members. Okay, cool. What do you got? Uh, Fusoya mm-hmm. is the only party member who's putting a portrait has him facing to the right. Everyone else is looking to the left. Okay. Um, and he's the only part when they actually did the after years, mm-hmm. they, they all got new portraits of them looking the other direction, except for him. So they've all started looking to the right. That's I, I didn't realize that. That's weird. Yeah, that's funny. And if you don't know, now you know. Alfred Carroll fact. Well, you know, sometimes they're okay. Most of the time they're stupid. Hey, I will withhold all Alfred Carroll facts going forward. How dare you? <laughs> the, fan, the, fan, the fans will disappear. And you'll be like, please, Alfred Carroll, more Alfred Carroll facts. Yeah. And you'll get nothing. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. All right. We've got three tracks left from Final Fantasy IV. So moving on, this one, Terrorian Beauty. And that was Terrorian Beauty from Final Fantasy IV. I, I really do think that that piece is heavily underrated. Um, it's beautiful. I love that one. Do you know what part of the game that triggers it? Or? Don't remember. Yeah, it's been a while. Been a long time. Like I said, it's been over 10 years. Um, because I play through so many games in such a rapid speed... I tend to forget a lot of facts and things about games a few weeks or months after I play them. And it's very sad. Um, so unless I write something down or it just had a huge impact on me to where I'm never going to forget it, a lot of times I'll forget things about games. Like, you know, I go back, I played through, let me think, the beginning of this year, two games in particular. I played through Neo, and okay. I played through Tales of Berseria. I forget probably 60% of those games already. 
because as, because I, as soon as I, I'm I, done, I do, I do the same. I do the same as well because you know after if you play so many things, yeah. As soon you, as I'm you're done, only, you're only retaining the best of the best, right? As soon as I'm done with those games, I move on, and I'm never just playing one game at a time. Like my attention span is always spread out to uh, between at least four or five games at a time. Um, especially when you know I have like a bunch of review codes coming in, you know, and I'm trying to just do everything and juggle everything. I. I get lost in these games and I, I, I'm not the first, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that sometimes I start thinking something is in one game and it's in a totally different game. <laughs> I've done that. But thankfully, El Francaro's here with the facts. Okay, sure. So uh, Square used to have a newsletter called the Ogopogo Examiner. Because mm-hmm. uh, in Final Fantasy IV, it's possible in certain copies where you get frozen between the doors if you keep going back and forth mm-hmm. ex- exactly 64 times. Mm-hmm. So what Square did was, instead of just saying, hey, this is a glitch, they wrote off as a trap created by the evil Zeramas. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty, it was pretty cool. They actually made, they made their glitch canonical to the series. Yeah, that's actually really neat. That is neat. You know, that's, that's something I wish that you would happen more often because right. uh, a, lot, a lot of these games, they, get, they rush out to us. Well, yeah, we meant for that glitch to be there. Sure you did. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting. I actually have a journal, like a, a notepad where I'll write down things about games as I play them so that I don't forget. It's a pretty smart idea. Yeah, and I, I, I do that for, for multiple reasons. One, it helps me remember games if I talk about them in the, you know, in the future and I can't go back and remember. Two, I do that in terms to help me write reviews as well. Um, so, like, you know, if I write a review, I'll jot down, you know, aspects about the game that I want to talk about or remember. Um, and like I said, it just, it helps me when I, for now, like, obviously I didn't do this back then or else I would remember more about Final Fantasy four, but I've since been doing this over the last two years and it's definitely helped me retain more information about games. So like the things I do remember going back to Neo and Tales of Berseria, the things I do remember are things that I wrote down or that were impactful from that game that I did. I'll just never forget. That's a cool idea. Video game diary. I might start doing something like that. Just keep a little pad of paper near uh, when I play a game. Yeah. No, it's cool. I have uh, I just bought one of those uh, five-star notepads when they were on sale for after back-to-school season. I bought like four of them two years ago. No, I, th- I still, ha- I, I, I still I, have them. So I legit think that's a smart idea. I'm probably going to do the same soon because I think that's, it's really that's cool. No, it's definitely cool. Um, and just like character names, story elements that, you know, that had a big impact on me. Um, I tend to jot those down. Like I don't. It's not full sentences. Like if you, if someone were to read it, it wouldn't make sense to them. But it makes sense to me. They're like, "What is this madman? And what is he plotting?" Yep. <laughs> someone finds this journal like 300 years from now, they're gonna think I was Nostradamus or something. It's pretty cool to think about. That'd be cool. Nostradamus was actually just a time traveling video game player. <laughs> you heard it here first. I'm Mania. All right. Two tracks left. The next one we're going to play actually was referenced earlier in this episode. This is The Tower of Babel. Thank you. 
And that was the Tower of Babel. Good song. I like that one. Good, good song. Very iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, this is one of those ones that's like, I know this song. Right. Black Mages. Uh, yes. Indeed. Uh, so is this Tower of Babel? Is this like with the last battle or? No. No, just, just, just a location in the world? Just a location in the world. Yep. Yeah. It stretches I mean, It stretches from the Earth's underworld to the overworld in Final Fantasy IV. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge tower. It's it's obviously it takes its name from the biblical tower of Babel, but it's not. I mean, it, there's that's really pretty much where the similarities stop. Yeah, so I could tell you all about the biblical tower of Babel, but uh, I'm not here to teach a religion class. Sure, I mean, or am I up, down, left, right? Um, I don't know. Is that is that what your Alfred Carroll fact is about? Is the biblical I, tower I, I, of Babel? I, I, I got nothing. I've never played this game. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the biblical tower of Babel was in the city of Babylon. There you go. Hmm. You don't say. <laughs> All right. No. Um, so, so actually, according to the executive producer uh, Takashi Takeda, yeah, about three quarters of the original script was cut for the Super Nintendo release because of like, the hardware limitations. Okay. But uh, the, the actual lost material mm-hmm. was put into the three uh, the DS remake. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so you have you have a much fuller experience of the DS version. Right. That makes sense. They tend to do that a lot. Um, but we are down to our final track for our for Final Fantasy IV. This is the Land of Dwarves. And that was the land of dwarfs. Yes, I know how to say dwarfs. I just say it funny sometimes. Dwarves, because it makes it makes me laugh inside. Yeah. <laughs> but as uh, Elephant Carol pointed out, it apparently wasn't that funny. So, oh, I just I thought you had a speech impediment. Each their own. Yeah, I don't. All right. I like so, uh, I like that track. That's a good one. Uh, it, was, it was a good song. I think I'm gonna give you my last allow Frank Hero fact for Final Fantasy IV. Good, because we're about to move on to five. 
There you go. Crazy, right? See how that works? Yeah. So, so in the Japanese release, Edward and Golbez mm-hmm. were actually named Gilbert and Golbeza. Okay. But, but they changed it in the U.S. version because the U.S. version, characters can only have six-letter names. Sure. And Gilbert happens to have seven. Same Colbeza. Crazy. I know. Yeah. Frank Caro wouldn't fit either. Um, yeah, wow. What, I, what would I call myself? I you would call yourself Frank. Oh, oh you use my government name? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Brian fits, though, so we're all good. E-L-F-N-K-O. Elfenko. El what? E-L-F-N-K-O. Elfenko. <laughs> Hashtag Elfenko. No. No, that sounds dumb. That sounds like a speech impediment. <laughs> E-L-F-K-O? No. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> no, that yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I call you. <laughs> All right. Podcast over. (laughs) We're going to move on now to Final Fantasy V, our first track ahead on our way. And that was Ahead on Our Way from Final Fantasy V, also known as the main theme from the game. Uh, it's a great track. I like that one. It's a great track for a game nobody played. Uh, 
I mean, it definitely was played more than Final Fantasy 2, if you remember from our first BG Mania yes. about Final <laughs> Fantasy uh, when we went over the sales figures. Final Fantasy 2 was the least played. Uh, I can't remember. Final Fantasy 5 might have been in second place. I'm not sure. It's definitely not one of my favorite Final Fantasies, that's for sure. I, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy 5 fan. Um, I mean, I've played all the Final Fantasies, obviously, but Final Fantasy 5 definitely... Um, is near the the bottom of the ranking for me when it comes to ranking the Final Fantasy games. And that is something that we're going to do eventually in place of a top 10 on a Friday. Uh, Speaking of top 10s, they are definitely coming back soon. Uh, We obviously took a few weeks off there. We didn't put any up uh, for a couple weeks because, uh, well, one, Alfred Carroll was lazy and didn't send me a list. And uh, Uh, No, he's a liar. (laughs) And and, and a snake. No. I've I've written an entire episode. Thank you very much. Uh, We we were preoccupied with the moving to the new studio. No, that that took place. Alfred Carroll's world tour. Yeah, that that definitely in the beginning of October definitely took precedence over, you know, making top tens. And then um, I just couldn't find the time to get them done on Fridays because of the haunted house and doing that work. But that's like we mentioned on Max Level and Game Oracles. If you watch those two shows or listen to those shows, um, hopefully don't just listen to Game Oracles and you're missing the entire point of the show if you just listen to it. Um, but hey, I mean, if you like listening to us talk, then more power to you. Um, but. Obviously, the Haunted House stuff is over, so uh, we are going to get back into the top tens again. If they, if I don't put one up this Friday, definitely next week we're going to start them again. And I do have ranking the Final Fantasies as a future episode, just like we ranked the Legend of Zelda games for you know one of our very first episodes. Um, but we're going to move on. To- oh, before before we move on, oh, do you have do, ha- do you have okay? One more fact, but it's more it's a question as well. Do you know why this game was never uh, internationally released? Why it was not internationally released? Why it was initially, of course. Why, 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 why stay Japan only? Uh, I don't remember. Remind me. Uh, well, there was an interview with the translator, uh, Ted Wolseley. Mm-hmm. In, in 94, he says, it, the game was just not accessible enough to the average gamer. Um, he, he knew that this was more of a game that was for the hardcore JRPG fan. Sure. Um, so they actually targeted strictly to the extreme gamer. Uh, in fact, they even said that in 95, they were going to re- release the game as Final Fantasy Extreme. Mm-hmm. But that never happened. Uh, and it's like this game just took forever. It, it, it didn't come out until much, much later here in the States. Yeah, it came out. Um, the PlayStation version came out in 1999 um, here in the States. And then we would see a Game Boy Advance version in 2006. And then, obviously, PSN version in 2011, and it's also on iOS and Android now, too, just like every other Final Fantasy, um, except for modern ones. But, yeah. This so, is, yeah, they, 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 they flat out knew that this game was not for your typical... Which, uh, which is Amer- funny. American who wanted to play this game. Which is funny, based off of our talk from Final Fantasy IV earlier in the episode, how, you know, they, they dumbed down that version for exactly. the North American audience. Uh, they just didn't... They, did, they chose not to do that for this one as well. Again, this one was skipped over on Super Nintendo, which is why when Final Fantasy VI released, it was called Final Fantasy III here. Yes. Um, but that's a fact for the next time we do a Final Fantasy episode. Um, it's a little bonus there for you. Don't be doing future old friend Carol Facts. How dare you? A little bonus for you. We're going to move on to the second track from Final Fantasy V. This is Four Valiant Hearts.
And that was for Valiant Hearts. Definitely militaristic sounding, kind of. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it felt like to me like an airship kind of theme. Yeah, yeah. There is, there actually is an airship uh, theme that, from the soundtrack. I didn't pull it. Um, it's not part of the ten, but there is an airship theme. Um, but no, definitely, uh, it, it's not a bad track. I like that one. Very, like I said, very militaristic sounding, but definitely melodic as well. At the same uh, time. So uh, in this game, uh, the character X-Death? Yes. Uh, in Japan, his name is uh, Ekodisu, mm-hmm. or, or Exodus in the US. Yeah. Uh, so he actually evolved. Um, There's the actually a track for X-Death later in the episode. And there you go, see? Then, uh, I guess I'll save the rest for this. Well, uh, expect fact for later on then. Okay, so you want to you hold there? You want to just... Yeah, or, I'll, I'll, I'm going to hold tight on that one. Okay. Because uh, we'll, we'll expand on that a little later on then. Okay, yeah, we, we've got to get through a few more tracks, but we'll get to X-Death a little bit later. All right, all right. Um, this next theme is Lena's theme from Final Fantasy V. And that was Lena's theme from Final Fantasy V. I like that one. It was like it was. It was okay. Um, I, I I do have a little bit about Lena here. Um, in the U.S. version, when it would finally make its way over here, her name was actually changed to Reina. Uh, she was not called Lena over here. Um, 
and I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. Does it say why? I mean, that happens a lot with games. They, they rename these characters so they don't think we're going to accept uh, a foreign-sounding name, if you will, because Lena doesn't sound like a normal English name. Mm-hmm. Reina is not exactly an English name, but it's, there's at least a Latin root to it. You, you get that like from Mexico, so it's a North American name. Yeah, it says here, Lena's name in the Final Fantasy Anthology is Reina. Reina is the Spanish word for queen with an yeah. additional meaning of peaceful. Yeah, I speak of Spanish. I know these things. That's what a good luchador does. Yeah, apparently. Um, okay, well, that's all I have about her, so we'll move on. We've got more songs to do. The next track from Final Fantasy V, Pirates Ahoy! And that was Pirates Ahoy. Definitely a nice, upbeat little track there for you. I know you tend to like those jaunty tunes. I do enjoy me a good jaunty pirate tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, in the game, uh, Farrah Schwartz, yes. uh, who's a Sarissa Tycoon, spoiler alert, sorry. Uh, How dare you. Uh, she was originally supposed to be a female gambler. Mm-hmm. They were going to name her Eva Shorl. But uh, because of the whole pirate theme... Eva Marie? Yes. Uh, she got changed into a pirate, mm-hmm. but uh, later on, that the, the original concept of the character was uh, turned into Setzer from Final Fantasy VI. Oh, very cool! So really cool. At least so, so they reused the uh, the idea for it. So that's kind of yes, neat. very cool. I like that. I don't like Eva Marie though. All red, everything. Truly everything. Oh yeah. Moving on. Moving our ne- on. <laughs> <laughs> our next track is tenderness in the air.
And that was Tenderness in the Air. Nice, peaceful tune there. I like that one. Yeah, I would say it's soft and tender, but, you know, it's seeing the obvious. Sure, sure, sure. Um, One thing I say, we're about halfway through the uh, Final Fantasy V songs. Mm-hmm. Not as strong a soundtrack as four, huh? No, it's definitely not. And I mean, it's it's definitely an opinion that is shared amongst many others. Um, when I was looking this up and finding tracks for it, um, it's there was a lot of, and I think I actually have it here. Let me see if I still have it pulled up. Uh, let's see here. I don't know if I still have it pulled up. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, it says right here that critical opinion of the soundtrack was very mixed. Some reviewers found it to be of medium quality, saying it suffered from occasional compositional problems, and noted that others referred to it as simply in the middle of soundtracks, um, in the middle of soundtracks between Final Fantasy IV and Final Fantasy VI. Um, because Final Fantasy VI, which you'll find out with the next episode, has a killer soundtrack. Um, and I think you know that. I think you've heard some tunes from that one. I was going to say, because so far, nothing I've heard here has sparked in my head. You know, any popular Final Fantasy song will spark because I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. But none of, these have, none of these have stood out to me as well, uh, like the main theme. And and like reviewers, well, well, it, reviewers yeah. of this soundtrack have said that the main theme, the the verse one we heard, I had ahead on our way, is the best piece of music from the soundtrack. And I probably tend to agree with that. Um, because the, the, it's definitely not a very strong soundtrack. It still has some good tunes, you know, ones that I definitely, I definitely could listen to over again. Obviously, I have because I've heard these many times. But um, it's it's definitely not strong and nearly as strong as some of the others. Um, all right, we're gonna move on. The next track, "Walking the Snowy Mountains." And that was Walking the Snowy Mountains. That is a good track. I like that track. one. I like that like one. I said, like I said, it felt like a, like a nice high adventure. Definitely, it sounds like the kind of music you hear while you're going to be fighting enemies. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a good track. Uh, 
probably one of the stronger ones from the soundtrack. I mean, I, I, I when I was picking the ten tracks for this game, I listened to snippets of all of them. I was like, okay, I remember this one. We're gonna put this one in there, or this one's really cool. I'm gonna put this one in there. I think that this track in particular is one of the strongest ones on the soundtrack for sure. That and obviously the one that we listened to earlier, the main theme. Well, as I say, this, this is definitely this is still all Nobu Iwatsu? Yes, it is. Okay, so. Yep, still all him. Um, he's still amazing. He's To this day, he's still amazing. Uh, but we're going to move on to our next track. This one is The Evil Lord X Death. And that was the Evil Lord X Death. I really, really like this one. Like I know, I, we, I know, we just got done saying the soundtrack is not that strong, but I really like this track. That was a good one. I said it's, it's a good horror kind of theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, would would fit into any kind of eight bit horror or sixteen bit horror game, like 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 a Castlevania or or if they would have made a Psycho game. <laughs> or, yeah, or Psycho, yeah. <laughs> But that's it. I stopped, myself, I stopped myself earlier from giving you a little uh, X-Death fact. Yeah, let's let's get part uh, two of this fact. All right, so I just said, like, he was known as, you know, his, his name was Equidesu or Exodus, mm-hmm. all right? So um, in Final Fantasy XII, there's an Esper called Exodus. Yes, there is. And his night form actually resembles X-Death. So they actually link them together in that way. Uh, actually, in Final Fantasy's text, in Final Fantasy Tactics, mm-hmm. there's also a totem book called Exodus, which re- resembles uh, Exodus's uh, tree form. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Exodus tree form actually resembles um, the, the the tree. Um, East, I'm going to butcher this name. It's Norse. Uh, Yggdrasil, the tree of life. I, I always say, uh, man, what do I say? 
Yggdrasil or something like that? Yeah. How... It's, it's the beam that supports the entire universe. Yeah, of course so I know actually... that. Of course I know that tree. Yeah. So, so he was actually based upon the tree of life, which is crazy because he is a creature of death. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, isn't there... Man, I'm trying to think. I think there was an entire game based on that tree, was there not? It would not surprise me. Maybe it was just part of a Final Fantasy game. Um, yeah, probably. Because I can't find a game. There's a board game based on the tree. It's actually called Yggdrasil. Or, or however you say it. Yggdrasil. <laughs> For one to six players. It looks like... Oh, this game actually looks kind of fun. Very cool. I'm going to actually uh, keep an eye on that. Because I do like playing board games from time to time. That actually looks kind of Wow. Fun. I actually looked up the uh, the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Oh, Frank Carroll's right. <laughs> Yggdrasil. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm awesome. Yeah, I, say. Like, I, sp- I, speak, I speak many languages fluently. Just not very well. Yeah, so I mean, it's quantity for quality. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on now to our next track, Battle with Gilgamesh. And that was the battle with Gilgamesh. That, in my opinion, is the most iconic track from this game. It's so freaking good. 
Uh, it was, that was a great track. Like, as soon as it kicked in, it's like, okay, all right, we finally got a great one here. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, this track is actually in the... Um, a lot of these tracks are obviously from, like... I don't know if you've played the 3DS games, the Theat Rhythm Final Fantasy games, like the rhythm-based games. I have not. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this track is in one of those two games, and it's just... It's fun. Like I said, I like this track. It's really good. It's rocking, too, man. It's definitely... Like I said, it's you can definitely tell it's a boss battle. So uh, I found uh, a nice little fact here about Gilgamesh. Okay. So in an interview, uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi. Yes, the, father, the father of Final Fantasy. He was talking about Gilgamesh's early life. And mm-hmm. uh, Gilgamesh grew up in a village where all the men were warriors. Okay. So so the Genji equipment sets, or uh, like, their ancient precious heirlooms were passed down to the village. Mm-hmm. And only given to the best warriors in battle. So it said like centuries of blood, sweat, and dust were actually built onto the onto this armor. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you fight in Gilgamesh, you are fighting the best of the best with a pedigree of just death and the pedigree. That, time to play the awesome. game. Time to play the game. Triple Don't H. you forget there's a price you must pay for he's the game and he came to play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright. We are down to the last two tracks. So our next track is The Last Battle. And that was the last battle. Another good song, not great, but another good one. Is that when you uh, fight the final boss? Yeah, that's why it's called the last battle. You never know. This game's called Final Fantasy, but they've made like forty of them already, so you never know. But when they first made Final Fantasy one, I, I can't remember if this was an Alpha and Carol fact in the first episode or not. They in, they intended it to be their last game. That's why they actually yes. called it Final Fantasy. So uh, it just the name stuck and they had to keep doing it ever since. I wanted to make the joke. Keep going. I'm sorry. Of course. Of course. That's what you do. You reuse assets. What'd you call me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you have one last Elfrin Carol fact for this episode? Uh, I do not. Okay. uh, Unfortunately. Thank thank God. I thank God indeed. Because Final Fantasy V, it was hard to find anything for this game. 
But uh, I have a litany of facts for six. Okay. Well, S- six is going to be a jam-packed Alfred Carroll fact episode, so you better strap in while you have a chance and enjoy. And enjoy you, you you are a fan of Kefka, right? I am definitely a fan of Kefka. Yeah, that's what I thought. Even though you haven't played the game, you're a fan of the characters from the game. So, oh, I, I've read some fan fictions and stuff. So, that's not the same. That's not the same. But uh, we're going to close out this episode with a track called A New Origin. Um, It definitely sounds like possibly the end credits theme. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But it sounds like it could be. It's a good track. I like it. I like this track, too. Uh, I think it's a good one to take us out on, too. Yeah, it definitely has a lot of fanfare behind it. It definitely, like I said, it was at the very end of the soundtrack list when I was looking through the songs, which makes me think that it's either the credit roll or the... Um, so it makes me think that it's possibly the epilogue. I'm not sure. Um, like I said, Final Fantasy V, definitely not one of my favorite Final Fantasies in the series. Uh, I have played a lot of it, but I never did complete Final Fantasy V. So, um, and I don't know that I'll ever go back and actually try to complete Final Fantasy V. Who knows? Maybe one day. Maybe when they get around to remaking it, right? You, you, you might as well try to go back and play it and finish it. Just to say you've beaten them all. So maybe one day. I mean, just just the fact like I will go back eventually and play Wand of Gamelon for uh, the Philips CDI just so I can say I've beaten every Zelda game. Right. But that is going to do it for this episode of BG Mania. Thank you all so much for joining us. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, BG Mania is posted on iTunes and Google Play every Wednesday. If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, please reach out to us on our main account on Twitter at OriginalLDG or our main outlet LevelDownGames.com. Even though this is an audio-only podcast, as we say it every time, you can still leave us comments on leveldowngames.com for these episodes if you go there. Um, Please be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube to stay up to date on all things Level Down Games. We also can be found, L. Francaro, myself, I'm at Brian underscore LDG on Twitter, and Brian.LDG on Instagram. L. Francaro is at L. Francaro at both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we can also be found on Facebook for general posts and information and twitch.tv slash leveldowngames. Doing any or all of these combinations of things will allow you to stay up to date on all things Level Down Games and for future episodes of BG Mania. Max Level, which is our video game podcast every Monday. Game Oracles, our video game trailer show every Tuesday. The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, our professional wrestling podcast every Wednesday, uh, every Thursday. And of course, our top 10 series every Friday, our video reviews, unboxings, let's plays, reaction videos, and so much more. Remember, if you haven't already, to leave us a rating and a review, it definitely helps us in terms of search results. Uh, the next episode of BG Mania, it's actually our very first Spotlight episode. This is going to be our Spotlight episode for a composer. A composer that El Caro is definitely a big fan of. So we're going to take a look at the music and the career of Tommy Tallarico. I can't wait. Yes. Once again, taking us out of this episode from Final Fantasy V, this is a new origin. Thanks again for joining us. We will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.